disposables would describe it better. That's Brian Lowry of CNN.com talking about our feature review, The Expendables 4. Unbelievable. And if you like the um, clever advertising, it is E-X-P-E-N-D 4 as the A-B-L-E-S. Okay, maybe it means it's a better movie, or maybe Brian Lowry is right. We'll talk more about that film. It's our new film this week. Our old movie is the 50th anniversary of Last Tango in Paris. And our wild card is Scott Rogowski. That's right. It's the return of Rags time as Rags broke down Last Tango in Paris. He'd never seen it before. Time Magazine calls it a top 100 film of all time. But it's very controversial for the content involving Marlon Brando, Maria Schneider, uh, director Bernardo Bertolucci. So the way that only Rags can break it down, you're going to really, I hope, enjoy the interview. Also coming in Yom Kippur, Dave Atonement. I wasn't sure. I told Ragsus, I know it's a, the holiest day of the Jewish calendar. I completely respect that. We can move to the day. He goes, no, I want to do it. I want to do this. I'm going to do virtual services, go to temple at night. I see he's going to be starving. But uh, he gave us a lot of sustenance, even though he himself was famished. So thanks to Rags, as always. Um, I appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Go to Apple Podcasts. You can support everybody and all of us. The days are now d- ticking down until Martin Scorsese's Killers of the Flower Moon. I'm recording this on September 25th. The film is opening in theaters exclusively October 20th, and Marty's at least making the rounds. The news coming down, I don't know if it's official, but there was temporary repair of the writer's strike coming to an end, fingers crossed. If that is so, I'm going to hit up our friend Laura Brandt, our booker, because we tried to get David Grant on. He wrote the book, Killers of the Flower Moon, which was adapted by Eric Roth and Martin Scorsese. Grand then told us, hey, I can do it, but I can't talk about Marty or the movie. And I said, well, no offense. I'm not going to have you on then. So now that hopefully the writer's strike is over, I'm going to hope to get David on before the movie comes out. Obviously, I would give my left leg to have a Marty on. Don't think we're going to have that, but we'll try. Um, speaking more of Marty, I had to go to New York City last week. Took the bus. Fantastic. 35-minute drive. Just hop on a Greyhound. $22.70 round trip. I wanted to find a newsstand. Time Magazine cover, The Magic of Martin Scorsese by Stephanie Zakarik. Went to three different newsstands. Couldn't get it. They have Time Magazine. It's either an older issue, like a September 4th issue, or it was like, you know, top 100 most influential people in the world issue. Jalen Hurts is on the cover of Time Magazine. I'm an Eagles fan. I can't wait. Eagles box tonight. We're trying to improve to 3-0. Cody's Dolphins just put up 70 points. Jalen Hurts on the cover of Time Magazine, but I can't find the one with Martin Scorsese. So if somebody can help me out here, just tweet me, DM me, Instagram. Just give me an easy link. Order a Time single issue, you know, $7.85 with $5.00. Shipping the handling, and I'll do it. I just need to get a few copies of Marty, and I can frame it and put it in my office, and I can't wait to read the article, and of course, can't wait to watch this movie. I had to check my schedule. My buddy Len was asking when he was going to see it, so I checked. I'm thankfully off Thursday the 19th and Friday the 20th, so uh, I'm probably thinking a Thursday midnight showing, you know, like a 10 p.m. showing on a Thursday night, three-hour movie, and I'll probably watch it again Friday, so I cannot wait for Marty's latest rave reviews, posters out, new trailers, unbelievable. Marty, De Niro, Leo, it is going to be a best picture contender. Also, news coming down, winning time canceled. Disappointing to see. We uh, had one of the producers on here on Cinephile a few weeks ago. Very nice guy. Here's the thing. I enjoyed it, but I thought it was an inconsistent show. And I think they took too long to cut to the chase, to cut to the heart of what winning time is all about, which is Showtime. And, of course, they didn't want to call it Showtime because one of the other networks is called Showtime, where you have Homeland and uh, Billions and all those other shows. But I think, you know, the first season, it took a long time developing like the 1979 season. And then this time they tried to pick things up a little bit and go, okay, let's go 1981 to 84. And the Celtics first winning the title. But, you know, you really got to get to the good stuff, the mid 80s, um, you know, magic HIV diagnosis, Kareem retiring. You know, uh, we did get to Rambus clothesline. Thankfully, that was in I was I kept saying, when's the Rambus clothesline going to happen? So we did get to that in the season. But I just think. 
you know, it's hard to say, hey, we're, we're, we're mapping out seven seasons on HBO and the seventh season will be when Magic and Bird retire. Like, no, no, no. You, you've got to figure like, man, we're, we're hit the ground running here. And at the same time, I appreciate you kind of want story and character development. You don't want to cut to the chase, but it's uh, it's unfortunate for winning time. I did like it. What I liked about it were the performances, uh, particularly John C. Raleigh. I thought he was fantastic as uh, Dr. Buss, just that the mustache, the chest hair, the smile. His actual hair. I like the guys playing Kareem and Magica. Solomon, I thought very good. Um, <clears throat> Jason Clark is fantastic. He was really funny. I don't know how accurate he was. Jerry West hated it, but very accurate is Jerry West. My buddy Harold Reynolds posing the thought that perhaps the opposition from people like Jerry West who hated it, Magic did not like it, Kareem did not like it, that maybe that had an issue. But I don't think HBO deals with that. I think HBO is real simple. It's an expensive show, and if the ratings aren't good enough, they'll cancel it, period. So two seasons. This season was seven episodes. They looked at the numbers. Not enough people were watching it. It wasn't enough of an audience beyond the sports fans. You know, it had that niche of sports fans and people love basketball and Lakers and Celtics, but not enough people beyond that. As much as I enjoyed Adrian Brody as Pat Riley, not enough of the average audience was watching that. And so I, it looked like an expensive show. Whenever you're a period piece recreating the 80s, like that, that can't be cheap. So, and to play those kind of stars, like Brody's an Oscar winner, John C. Riley has been an Oscar nominee, like they've. I don't know if he's Oscar nominated, actually, as I say that, but he's done some things, obviously. So that's not cheap to do that. If you're not going to get the ratings, then winning time is no longer in existence. But it'll be a curiosity, I'm sure, years from now. Somebody mentioned maybe it gets picked up elsewhere. Again, I, I don't really see that. I can't see Showtime going, yeah, yeah, we'll pick a winning time. An expensive show that didn't get a lot of great ratings. Mm, don't think it's going to happen, but hopefully enjoy the show. And again, my thanks to the producer who did come on a couple weeks ago. Uh, maybe we'll find a home elsewhere. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? Winning time. R.I.P. And hopefully this writer strike is also R.I.P. And hopefully this actor strike will soon be R.I.P. as well. And thanks once again to Brian Helgeland, Academy Award winner from last week. Thanks to Scott Spinelli. Go buy his book. Congratulations on Amazon. Thanks to my man, Cabby. Fantastic talking about Get on the Bus. I hope people are checking out that movie, whether it's streaming or buying it. And next week, my friend Adam Amin is coming on to talk about The Irishman. Uh, he's, of course, a star on Fox Sports and loves that Martin Scorsese movie as much as I do. Let's talk a little Expendables and then let's get to my man Rags. Expendables 4. Armed with every weapon they can get their hands on, the Expendables are the world's last line of defense and the team that gets called when all other options are off the table. If you're wondering where my man Chris Cody is, again, second straight week, too busy with his NFL work right now and his work with the Dan Levitard show. So we may have to move to another day here because Monday's when we're recording, not good for Cody. We continue. You know exactly what you're getting with the uh, Expendables. I know Billy Gill's going to love it. Stu Gotts is going to love it. Jason Statham comes out. Him and Sylvester Stallone, early action sequence together. Statham, by the way, can you, can you find a luckier guy than this guy? He's, he's a Bruce Willis reacher. He'll just be a bald guy, tough guy for this generation, and he gets to make out with Megan Fox. That gets to be his girlfriend. I mean, she's in the movie. You're saying, well, that's worth the price of admission. Well, in my case, they sent me the movie. We were trying to get the director, Scott Waugh, W-A-U-G-H, hope I'm pronouncing that right, here on Cinephile. Again, Laura Brandt, great job. I'll get you the screener. 24 hours, you got to watch it. I'm like, I'm in. 24 hours, I'm in. So I watched the movie for free, save me 17 bucks, and then we couldn't get Scott in the podcast. So who knows? Maybe we'll get him on VOD at some point when the movie's VOD. But anyways, Statham comes out. Him and Sylvester Stallone, if you've seen the earlier Expendables, they're old and young and they're joining forces. And then Andy Garcia shows up. Always see, good to see him showing up, getting a check, playing Marsh, going back to The Godfather 3. Andy's not going to say no. He's kind of the ringleader. He gives them their assignment. The rest of the crew, if you're not familiar, Dolph Lundgren, who recently we discussed Rocky 4, he plays Gunner. And they're making the fact he's wearing a piece. The guy's blatantly wearing a toupee. Um, but it's just odd seeing him and Sylvester Stone as friends, not rivals, especially when you have Rocky Four in your head. 50 Cent, also along for the ride. I see 50 Cent. It makes me upset. It makes me think a righteous kill. What a horrible Pacino De Niro vehicle that was. I blame 50 Cent. It was also in it. 
Of course, it's not his fault, but makes me think a righteous kill. The end. Statham, 50 Cent, Dolph Lundgren, Stallone. Although it's more of a glorified cameo for Stallone. Randy Couture, and then you got Andy Garcia. What more do I'm going to tell you, okay? If you want some action, that's what you're going to get. If you want some big-time action, you'll get some of it. But to be honest with you, when you compare it to John Wick 4 or Equalizer 3, it pales in comparison. What it has is nostalgia. It feels like an action movie from the 90s when those other actors were in those movies. And it's short, which I appreciate, 93 minutes. But the action movies have gone a different level now, especially this year. Like now you're going to have crazy stunts, long takes, elaborate action filmmaking. It's not enough just to have a bunch of old guys and a couple of pithy quips and bombs and explosions and you know somebody at some point double-crossing another. Not going to cut in today's day and age. Got to give me more than that. And so The Expendables 4 does not give you nearly enough of what you expect now in an action movie. I'm giving it two Maple Leafs. Again, for its audience, I'm sure they'll enjoy it. But here's the shock. I would have thought this will be the biggest movie in the world. Uh-uh. Wasn't even number one at the box office. $8 million. That's it. Number two behind The Nun 2. A horror film like The Nun 2, which has already been out in theaters. It's not opening weekend for it. Still beats The Expendables 4. If that doesn't tell you this franchise needs a little oxygen, this should be the end. There's your answer. $8 million domestic. Now, action movie like this with these kind of stars will make some big money overseas, I'm sure. Maybe it's $200 million overseas, so then you you know $100 million budget, you break even. I don't know, but I was stunned. The Expendables 4 was not the number one movie at the box office and only had a paltry $8 million. That's surprising. That's concerning. The reviews had something to do with it. They crushed the film. I think it's like 29% Rotten Tomatoes. Soren Anderson, Seattle Times. Plot, you say? What plot? In a word, negligible. Peter Subsinski of RogerEbert.com, a laughably lazy exercise in utility-grade meat and potatoes filmmaking. And Mark Jenkins of Washington Post, the movie is unsurprising and not especially ambitious, but it's agile enough to vault over most of its flaws. Mark was being kind to The Expendables 4. Before we get to Rags Time and Last Tango in Paris, let me read you a couple of reviews here, in case you're not familiar with the film. Pauline Kael, arguably the greatest film critic of all time, is certainly the most influential. Writing for New Yorker wrote, when Brando improvises within Bertolucci's structure, his full art is realized. His performance is intuitive, wrapped, princely. Working with Brando, Bertolucci achieves realism with the terror of actual experience still alive on the screen. Helen O'Hara of Empire Magazine. Brando gives us all, but just ends up becoming himself. Interesting for its historical notoriety, but overlong and dull in places. Ouch. And variety staff. An uneven, convoluted, certainly dispute-provoking study of sexual passion in which Marlon Brando gives a truly remarkable performance. I agree, he's remarkable, and so is Scott Rogowski. Without further ado, here's Rags time. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As the music signifies... Rags time is back. It, it is always a thrill and a delight to see my buddy Scott Rogowski. I miss him dearly, but we got to hang out at the All-Star Game, which was amazing. We saw the uh, 
the home run derby together and then he went and party with a bunch of models while old man Virk just went back to bed but the good sure. news is rags but is back from checking out the river walk in san antonio he's back in los angeles let's start there we're going to do the 50th anniversary of marlon brando bernardo berlucci's last tango in paris but talk to me about san antonio i've always wanted to go for the spurs and the river walk talk to me you know it, it it's uh I, I say every city is worth visiting once because every city's got something to show for it. But maybe mm -hmm. once in San Antonio's case. Um, it's very hot. It reached 100 degrees while I was there. The yeah. river walk is fine, but you've seen rivers, right? You yeah. walk along the, the banks of maybe the Upper Saddle, perhaps, out in Jersey. <laughs> yes, uh, Upper Saddle River. Very good. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it, it, it's cool. It's kind of... Uh, I wouldn't quite say Venetian in its scope or, or, or Amsterdam <laughs> even, but uh, you know, you can walk along the rivers and snake your way through the city. Uh, I'm so glad you said this though. Cause the amount of hype it gets rags, everyone goes since you got to go to the river walk. And every time the Spurs in the May finals, you see the river walk and I go, is it really that special? Like I went to Venice for my honeymoon. That is incredible. This is San Antonio. You get some good Tex-Mex. Huh? The, the, the Tex-Mex was, is good. I had some pretty good barbecue on my way out. Reese brothers barbecue can shout them out. Nice uh, hotel I stayed in was very nice. And thanks to Fanatics, Fanatics Live, Tops putting me up for that event. I mean, I was there for a meeting with Wemby. Okay. I got okay. to the great Victor Wembanyama. Uh, yes. This event for, uh, for the picture you posted. Oh, incredible. My God, dude. Yeah. He is a, a tall gentleman and, <laughs> and very poised, though. I mean, I really, I really like this guy. Never, never really uh, watched any interviews with him or anything prior to this. Um, just knew his highlight reel and uh, uh, getting to talk to him, hear him interact, see him interact with the fans. Like he's genuinely into this. He loves being, you know, the centerpiece of this new Spurs team. He's got a great coach and pop, right? I mean, you can oh find God. a better place to land, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so the, the city's super pumped for him. And uh, if he can just handle the hundred plus degree weather, I had an amazing conversation. I know we're going to talk about this movie, but I got, yeah. I got to tell you the highlight of the trip for me. Yeah. Uber to the airport, picked up with a woman wearing a Trump president hat. Oh, Jesus. But it seemed very nice. We were talking politics had stayed out of the conversation until we were talking yeah. about how hot it was. Classic small talk conversation. She said, yeah, I heard that uh, we've had the most hundred plus degree days in San Antonio this year. And I've lived in my whole life. I was like, yeah, it's almost as if the climate is warming. And then she proceeds to go on a, a rant about cloud seeding. Oh, oh. Yeah, there's there, there's cloud seeding and they're they're manipulating the climate. I'm like, really? They with, <laughs> with Democrats, right? They're, they're manipulating the weather. Yeah. You, should, you should go on Rumble and watch a documentary. I just watched a documentary about it on Rumble. I'm like, what's Rumble? She's like, oh, it's like YouTube, but it's not monitored. It's the real stuff. You know, you can't. You know, YouTube's too censored. I'm like, oh, okay. So you want me to go to an underground YouTube to watch a specious documentary about? completely made up phenomenon when you lived you've lived your whole life you're right. you're saying you're you're admitting that it's the hottest it's ever been there are more hundred plus days you can't face that truth you're that feeble-minded or you're that scared of your yeah. own mortality or whatever it is you can't face the truth that's staring you right there in your eyes at like yeah it's a hotter climate now than it was 40 years ago and we're the <laughs> we're the cause of it like come on anyway i Go full frontal with that. I just kind of, I, I didn't go full Bertolucci. I, I, I let, 
I let but, this, I let the tension. Backdrop, like, even political, the fact she's a Trump hat on. Like, listen, I, I wouldn't even advise wearing a Biden hat if you're an Uber driver. You're trying to make as many tips as possible. You're risking alienating your clientele with your political views being that up front. Yeah. And then she and then she said, oh, you know, my dream ticket, if RFK Jr. and Trump can get together on one bill, that's it. I'm skipping to the polls. We got to get the two of them on the same team. Like, okay, no to the anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Trump together. <laughs> I, okay, well, this hey. is at the end. Uh, you, you, but it's it's funny. Adam McKay, who you know made Don't Look Up, which I didn't think was a great movie. I, I liked some elements of it. Yeah, great cast. It, actually, actually. Yeah, look- I, I'm with you. I, for, for the amount of hype it got, and, and, and you and I are on the same page here with the environmental concern, I actually yeah. found it very... Um, Didactic is the word for it. I found it very didactic. It wasn't yeah. a very entertaining movie. Yeah. But McKay is like very outspoken. He's been on Levitard. So speaking about it, it's like almost like he knows too much. Like he's like you. He's like, if you knew what's happening in the world right now, because you couldn't sleep at night. If right. you saw the devastation that's happening in Greece, all these other places, like it's nuts. And for this woman, as you said, to be blind to it, it's uh, but, it's mind numbing. It's it's part of the human condition to you know to to face the absurdity. Of, right. of the world and and the and what it means to be alive in this world is difficult and this is the french existentialism which i've also been reading some camus yeah. okay great. Yeah, right. albert camus this, unbelievable this is, this is a stranger i think that dovetails yeah. nicely into uh yeah in, into into this film because you know yeah. the french okay, and all that okay so last tango in paris for the uninitiated yeah. 50th anniversary this film comes out in 1973. Marlon Brando is one of the greatest actors of all time. You ask any of the actors we love, De Niro, Pacino, Dustin Hoffman, they all revere Brando. So Brando has it obviously his coming out party, Streetcar Named Desire in 51, On the Water from 54, cements him even further. He then kind of goes up and down. The Wild One I liked, the movie he directed, but he has his moments. Godfather's his comeback. Paramount doesn't want him. Coppola because it's got to be him. He's like, I'll do it. Huge comeback. Everyone wins. And the next year he goes, right, to follow up the Godfather, my return is Vito Corleone. I'm going to make this film about a a torn man, a middle-aged man who has sex with a really young woman in France. I'm going to work with Bernardo Bertolucci and make this controversial film, X-ray of the covers of Brando naked. Like, it's just one of the great risks of cinema that Brando said, I'm going to follow up The Godfather with work with Bertolucci. You've never seen it before. And I told you I want to dive into this movie. First off, where did you find it? And what did you think of your how, initial? How many times have you seen it, Adnan? Was this like your uh, your sexual awakening <laughs> to this movie? Come on. This- I remember seeing it. It's one of those movies you go, this is this is so tawdry. Um, it, it, but I think there's great moments in there. I don't want to poison the jury, but I do think there's great moments. Go ahead. Your thoughts on it. Just oh, out of the game. I mean, great moments? Yeah, it's full of great moments. Like when, you know, Brando's character, Paul, is saying, I want the pig to die while you're fucking him. <laughs> then you have to go behind it. I want you to smell the dying farts of the pig. Are you going to do all that for me, Adnan? Are you going to do that for me? I wish, I wish I saw this movie, you know, back in high school before I reached sexual maturity, because I probably could have used some some of these lines in my own uh, bedroom experience. And th- that's a great line. I want the pig to die. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go get a pig. I'm going to have the pig fuck you. And I want the pig to vomit in your face. Then I want you to smile the vomit. Are you going to do that for me? Well, okay. <laughs> Let me go right to the scene. And Roger Ebert's review of this is incredible. Because he says, the scene where Brandon, again, he's dealing, he's tortured, right? His his wife's death, suicide, whatever. Sure. He said, the scene that he goes through, it's incredible. Because he said, Brando really reaches the depths of his acting. Because he goes, he's just so harsh towards her. And then he exposes that vulnerability. Let me read this to you. Our marriage was nothing more than a foxhole for you. And all it took for you to get out was a 35-cent razor and a tub full of water. You cheap, goddamn, fucking godforsaken whore. I hope you rot in hell. You're worse than the dirtiest street pig anybody could ever find anywhere. You know why? You know why? Because you lied. 
you lied to me and I trusted you. You lied and you knew you were lying. Go on. Tell me you didn't lie. Haven't you got anything to say about that? You can think of something, can't you? Go on. Tell me something. Go on. Smile, you cunt. And then he starts crying. Go on. Tell me. Tell me something sweet. Smile at me and say, I just misunderstood. Go on and tell me. You pig fucker. You goddamn fucking pig fucking liar. <laughs> Unbelievable scene. And mind you, he's saying this to a dead woman. Okay. His, his wife is lying on a bed of flowers. Lifeless. Um, yeah. He's obsessed with pigs. You know, there's something about... There's something that this movie I was reading about. Uh, it's largely improvised, right? Like, like, like yeah. Lucci let Brando sort of just kind of, you know, really reach into the depths of his own soul. And there's something very interesting about seeing Brando in this way because he goes on these sort of uh, diatribes, these these long monologues, and he's reaching into his autobiography, like right. he's he's pulling things from his own self. So we're all we're, we're while Brando doesn't get physically naked in this film. He really kind of bears his soul as as the man himself, which, yes. you know, I don't think you'll see that in any one of his movies. And by the way, just seeing Brando as a 45, 48 year old version of him without the prosthetics of the Godfather, without the apocalypse now bloat or mm -hmm. the, the, the crazy makeup, you know, in, in the future in future films. Um, it was kind of strange just to see him talking and acting as. Yeah as a middle-aged Marlon Brando and, and is really being himself. And I think what I've read about Brando is he was kind of this callow, you, you know, sex obsessed pervert, right? He, he, <laughs> he, he loved talking about farts. <laughs> I mean, he, he brings that up a couple times in this movie. Like we're just seeing the true unvarnished id of Marlon Brando and it, it involves pig fucking and farts. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. When, when he gets really upset, when he's sobbing to his wife, he says, Rose, I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't stand to see these goddamn things in your face. The fake eyelashes. He says, you never wore this fucking shit. I'm going to take this off your mouth. This this lipstick. I'm sorry. I don't know why you did. I do it, too. If I knew how, I just don't know. How I have to I have to find a way. So he's so tortured and it's so brave, I think, in his performance is vulnerability. And yet there's humor all over the place. At one point, Gene passes her hands over his pants. He says, that's your happiness and my happiness. Yeah. Uh, later on, he says, you know, in 15 years, you're going to be playing soccer with your tits. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. Very mature dialogue from like this is more. Now, did, I, I want to know, did he write those lines or those improvised? I don't know what it has to be improvised. The scene where since he remember he's, he's, he's playing the harmonica and he goes, you know, grow the hair longer, the better to hide your crabs in. By the way, the hair more bush than the Kennebunkport post office. <laughs> <laughs> she that is, was one of the big i said the tagline for this movie should have been the muff is back right <laughs> 1973 it was unbelievable you could have called marlon brando the bushwhacker in this movie au naturel is the french way to put it i want to do a remake 50 years later they should do a remake <laughs> shot for shot the only difference is fully shaved the actress is fully shaved what do you think? Well, well that's you why I wanted to get this with you because I said, you know, what if Rags could relate to this? Is there any moment in any part of your life that's okay? I want to go have a, just a just a joyless sexual adventure with a young, uninitiated woman. Because you think on one level it sounds exciting, and then you watch this movie, and you go, no, he's so tortured and depraved. And we haven't even gotten the most famous part of the movie. Right. If someone says to me, what's the most famous line? You just say, Paul says, go get the butter. Go get the butter. Now, again, we remake this movie, and it's the actress is fully shaved. But also, instead of butter, it's earth balance. That's the other change we would make. You'll get the earth balance. Because it's healthier, you know? It's got the... <laughs> right. For those that don't know what we're talking about, the woman is just, just spread-eagled. And he gets butter, shoves it up her ass, 
penetrates her and you're like oh my god like where where has this movie gone to and he's thrusting away climaxes in 10 seconds making you repeat these bizarre incantations he's like religious i did i don't know i can't by the way i cannot believe you made me watch this movie erev yom kippur kol nidre <laughs> this is exactly how is it intended to watch me on a three-hour jet lag <laughs> with a, a movie that's 98 percent subtitles and i'm watching it on pluto tv okay <laughs> yes, pluto so a commercial TV. for citibank every four minutes and this is i think if pauline kale watched it the way i watched it last night yeah. this morning she probably wouldn't have been as glowing in her reviews her, her review listen one of the great film critics of all time she raved about it bertolucci's artistic measures but the fact it was pluto tv i thought you're gonna watch it on uh it was tubo or tubi whatever it was free with the ad support of pluto tv but you gotta watch the Citibank commercial. Every <laughs> the commercials. <laughs> I had to sit through the commercials, and I truly was falling asleep last night. So I, yeah. I, I, I got it back up this morning. I was up very early with my jet lag, and you know this is Yom Kippur, the holiest of holy right. days for my faith. Well, this is the thing. So I, I originally I said Monday the twenty fifth, and I go, oh my God, it's Yom Kippur. I go, I can't yeah. do this direct. Are you sure? Okay, go, dude. I'm fine. You're ready to atone through the midst of this I'm, interview. I'm doing. I'm basically pulling the the anti Sandy Koufax right now. This is the complete opposite. He opted out on Yom Kippur. <laughs> he sat out. I'm sitting in. I'm, I'm, I'm volunteering. I'm saying, yeah, let's do this. Let's do a podcast about Last Tango in Paris on the holiest of days where I haven't eaten breakfast. And you're starving right now. And yet I'm, this is the nourishment you're getting. I'm undoing all the work. Sandy, Hank Greenberg, right. Abraham, Isaac, Joseph, every the last 3,000, 5,000 years, all right. the strides that my people have made. I'm undoing in this single moment here on the Cinephile podcast. But it, it was worth it to uh, to get a load of this movie because – my feelings are yes there's obviously the controversy around that scene and it's a, yeah. the type of movie that if you bring it up in most film circles today i assume it's disparaged and and, and really the focus is on that scene in which maria schneider the actor later right. admitted saying i was not privy to this decision with the butter correct I felt violated and humiliated and those were real tears i was crying and right. that's kind of what bertolucci was getting at there you know he wanted to see that that the realism but very interesting film the way that you have this kind of meta film happening it's woody allen i i would bring up as like a similar type of director i'm sure allen was inspired by this because you know annie hall came out five years later but there's that mm -hmm. kind of meta thing going on with you know they're making a movie within the movie right mm -hmm. and you would think oh bertolucci's standing in the movie would be the director of the movie in the movie tom Mm -hmm. you know a fiance but he said i identify with with brando brando's my avatar in this movie and the fact that he couldn't see that like really i, I mean your your director character in this movie is really kind of abusing and manipulating this actress she doesn't really want to partake in this film there's a lot of violence between them it, it's mirrored in the way that he was acting with maria schneider in real life i would say and it's yeah as brilliant as the movie is you're right now you can't mention it because everyone goes oh my god this one was violent which is of course inappropriate of course despicable but these guys were pushing the envelope at a time that you couldn't do that now you've got intimacy coordinators and all these things like it's it's awful the way she was traumatized and yet the the honesty of the film comes through how about this quote from paul no you're alone you're all alone you won't be able to be free of that feeling of being alone until you look death right in the face i mean that sounds like bullshit some romantic crap until you go right up into the ass of death right up in his ass so yeah. you find the wombs of fear yeah get up in that ass again <laughs> a lot of ass play uh i i i 
ultimately walked away from the film <laughs> thinking it was a powerful statement on you know what what sex is what relationships are um what is to know someone there's this there's this thing in the movie the strain throughout the movie where like there these are two characters who sort of meet by chance they're anonymous to each other and brando's character is insisting that he knows nothing about this woman this young woman he doesn't want right, to i don't know anything about you no names no yeah. names no family background they keep it purely anonymous but they meet at this apartment this desolate apartment for sex and they have this kind of like you know this affair and you would say you would argue like why would this woman keep coming back to this guy i mean he's like this filthy apartment they she finds a dead rat in there finally it's like a horrible oh heart. I mean, that's a crazy scene when brando's like i'll save the ass for you the anus of the rat he wants to eat the rat and feed the anus to i mean like you know this this sounds like when, you, when you're describing it some kind of horror porn <laughs> Like, it doesn't. <laughs> What's crazy is that this actress, Maria Schneider, she was in Caligula, right? She dropped out of Caligula, which yes. has the reputation of being extreme. This might be one of the more <laughs> extreme movies, I think, mainstream movies, not on, not found on X Hamster or <laughs> Red Tube or Pornhub, you know, that you'll find because um, there's definitely a lot of nudity, a lot of simulated mm -hmm. sex scenes. And, the, but, 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 but the message here, the message at the very end, I don't want to spoil it. But the ending is 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 quite powerful, I thought. Um, and ultimately, you know, Kishi's repeating, "I don't know him. I don't know him. Right. right? I never know. I don't know his name," which is true, right? In her mm -hmm. point, she's like, "I don't know this guy. He just came up here." And and you can make that argument. So it's like, do you ever know this other person that you're with? You know them physically and intimately, but what do you really know about them? And, and is it important to know? Do you have to know? What can we ever know about our partners, the people that we know? So, yeah, that, that's the sort of existential question, I think, at the heart of the film. Well, yeah, when Gene says to him, why do you hate women? And Paul says, because either they always pretend to know who I am or they pretend I don't know who they are. And that's very boring. <laughs> trying to figure that one out. Yeah. They always uh, pretend to know who I am or they pretend. What I are we doing here? Let's just say we're taking a flying fuck at a rolling donut. Yeah. You can't mention donuts today. And then I'm starving right now. I'm going to. Okay, I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, I could dance forever. Oh, my hemorrhoid. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, well, he said he would trade. <laughs> You're just reading out of context lines from IMDb. I think he said, <laughs> he said, he says I could dance forever. Oh, my hemorrhoid. But there's one scene. You know, he said something else about a hemorrhoid. He's like, I, I don't know. I said I trade it all for a hemorrhoid. Anyway, it's, it's okay, a couple more quotes that I'll read out of context from IMB. He says, he said, my nature boy, can't you see me with the cows and the chicken shit all over me? Huh? She says, oh, that's right. To the cows. He goes, cow. He says, I will be your cow, too, because I get to milk you twice a day. How about that? At one point, as a frustrated gene reaches down the pants in a dance hall. Listen, that's not a subway strap. That's my cock. While preparing to sodomize, he says, I'll show you this family secret. It's like, what a bizarre scene. Yeah, yeah. the metaphor is, is a little twisted. How about the fact that he's like filling with that lampshade, that small lampshade, and crying into it? <laughs> I mean, there, there was definitely some parts of the thing where like, it got a little too artsy and it got too inscrutable for me. But inscrutable is an actual word for it, especially when the fact he says, I get to fuck the dead rat. Like, that was just disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I just all the talk about farting pigs. <laughs> okay, last quote I'm going to read to you. Put Paul says, "Put your fingers up my ass." What are you deaf? Go on. I'm going to get a pig. I'm going to have the pig fuck you, and I want the pig to vomit in your face. 
and I want you to swallow the vomit. Are you going to do that for me? And Rag, she says, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he says, I want the pig to die while you're fucking him. They have to go behind it. I want you to smell the dying parts of the pig. Are you going to do all that for me? Well, I'm this is a mainstream movie that Pauline Kael loved. I'm Rod Reaver loved. Yeah. This movie came out 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah, you I, honestly, you probably couldn't remake this movie today. There's, There's so no way you could make this movie. There's impossible. You and I take the script and go, hey, last thing on Paris, we're remaking it. George Clooney's going to play Brando. What? Yeah. And we got Sydney Sweeney. She's going to play the young girl. Yeah. And we're going to just do remake it. You, you can't make There's not even 10, 10% of this movie you can't make again. Well, how about Last Tango in Halifax, the British comedy <laughs> drama? <laughs> a Canadian version of just a drunk fisherman hanging out in the Maritimes. <laughs> well, I'm glad we both read the, the quote about pigs and vomiting. Are you going to cut one of them out, or are you going to splice them together no. and do a con? Are we going to say, who, who read it better? Who did the reading better? <laughs> the bottom line is this. If somebody says to you tomorrow, Rags, have you seen Last Tango in Paris? You go, yeah. My buddy Adnan made me watch it. And they go, Andy, to go, honestly... It's a little unsavory, but I do think it's a great film. Yes or no, you'd say that. Time put in their top, top 100 films, right? Um, Thank you. That was recently. I mean, is it a great film? Um, it's transgressive for sure. Uh, I would probably cut out 30 minutes of it at least. I wouldn't okay. go cut. I mean, it, That's it's fair. long. Or maybe I would cut out the Citibank commercials. I can't tell <laughs> what part of the length was the Citibank commercials. There's also a nerds commercial for nerds gummies, which actually looks it's delicious. Massive thing. Now, before, as you know, when we were kids, we'd get nerds. Now my kids the other day, they picked out gummy nerds. and go, this can't be good. I try to go, honestly, not bad. Honestly, I love the nerd rope. This is basically a nerd rope yeah. chopped up, put nerds around the pieces, nerd yeah. gummies. I got to try this thing. That's my big take <laughs> the film. Nerd gummies are out, available now. Walmart, Amazon. But Walmart. you're right. The film was three hours and 20 minutes, an hour and 20 with Citibank commercials. <laughs> That's what killed you. The film with so many commercials. Like if Bertolucci knew, like this is what I have to do for my friend to watch this movie. Hilarious like, oh to review this. It'd be so funny. We should have a separate segment where I just review movies that I and I think that the all on Pluto TV. So I I just assume I don't know. I I liked what I liked what Antonini was doing, but but then every so often yeah. there was a a commercial for Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> Why I, yeah, I appreciated his view of existentialism, but why does it have to do with a forerunner? I don't, I don't, I don't really know what that means. Yeah, I mean, in, in, in the middle of blow up, right in that in that TC, <laughs> all of a sudden it's, it cuts to this Toyota service center. Before we close, and I feel horrible about this, I have not bought anything from your store. I'm going to do it right now in live motion. So I'm going to Quiz Daddies right now. I'm going to buy because you got Eagle stuff there for me. Quizdaddies.com. Right He's going to buy something live on the show. I'm going to buy something live right now. You go ahead and keep talking. I got to give you a discount. There's a 20% discount. I think I have to upload okay. more stuff on this website, man. That's the problem. There we go. Bundle and save. Get 20% off orders of two or more items. This just in Oakland that. Raiders. Got a Marlins jersey, Angels jersey. Oh my God! Britney Spears Femme Fatale tour. Taylor Swift shirt. The Swift stuff must be off the track. I actually think I sold some of these. I got to take some of these down. I think I sold that. Oh my God! You know, my brother's a huge Schwarzenegger fan. You have a Last Action Hero shirt. I should get that. For that's right. a, that's on that's on Instagram. That's not on the website. I'll okay. We'll work out a deal offline here, Adnan. I'll, I'll, Are you sure? I'll, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do some. I can subscribe to Quiz Daddies. Put on my email. Happy anniversary, Quiz Daddies. Uh, vodka mule. What is this about? Is your rum my tie? Okay. I got to go through this website and, and update. There's a lot of things I actually have sold that shouldn't be on here. So I had X hats. This know. is fantastic. This is, yeah, it's, uh, I need to, I need to be better at this today.
Maybe I'll maybe I'll add some things to the website in time for this. But bottom line is this: Quiz Daddy's Closet. Go check it out. Of course, if you're in Los Angeles, go to Santa Monica and twenty. Go obviously buy in person. Yeah, twenty five twenty five Main Street. That's where you'll find it. That's where right. we are. I'd love to see you there. Twenty percent off for cinephile listeners. How about that? See, that's fantastic. Yes, twenty five twenty five is the name of the address. And and twenty percent off for cinephile listeners. Make it twenty five for you. Ed. That's it. It's a twenty five twenty five and twenty five percent off. That's yes. fantastic. Yes. yes. Okay. You're gonna send me the link. I'm gonna buy some Eagle stuff. Whatever you oh. Cunningham old school. Love the Cunningham jersey. Okay, D- dude. I'm buying it today. I'm not. I'm not bullshitting it because I, I'll tell you this. I don't want to call anybody out, but our great friend Ben Lyons. Yeah. Rags sends me a picture. A Ben was there, and Ben's like holding up a Nick shirt, kind of give him a funny face. And Rags like, look who comes by. I'm like, yeah. And afterwards, go. Oh, so cool. Ben was there. I'm like, yeah. I go, did he buy anything? He go, no. I go, what? I go, what did he say? Because he just goes, I'll come by another time. I go, no, you can't just just buy a buy twenty dollar t shirt. Something he goes, no. And you know he what? Said, I'll come another time. It yeah. hasn't been another time. It has been <laughs> probably close to a year now. But hey, man, it's been a year. You're always welcome as long as I'm in. But, t- but tell the story when he saw because he approached you first. I'm like, who's going to approach you first? And he kind of gave you a look, kind of like, hey, rags, right? You're Adnan's buddy. And yeah. you, you immediately go Ben Lines. Of course, I know you are. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's recognizable. We're you know yeah. friends of friends of Adnan over here. We're a small group. There aren't many of us. <laughs> I don't have many friends. Right? <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to buy this Cunningham jersey. Um, uh, what else can we promote? Fanatics. I also fanatics. I'm I'm actually get. I'm talking. I'm emailing them today with my suggestion that they put you in the next Allen and Ginter set. Please, my dear friend, Sarah Langs, who's battling ALS, she just posted the fact she has a card. I was incredibly thrilled and jealous. I was like, Sarah, I'm so proud of you. I got to get a card. So yeah. Alan and Ginter, if you can, oh my God, dude, if I can get my own baseball card, incredible. Maybe I don't know how it should get in there too. What do you think? Well, maybe, no, maybe, no, maybe no. next time, Ben. Maybe next time. <laughs> maybe I'll leave them off this email, but maybe next time. <laughs> You're going to email right now and say, can we get Adnan Burke a card? He works yeah. at MLB Network. He's going to the World Series. Hey, okay, that's let's. I've got, I've got got you the, okay, great. Adnan Burke, Mark Marin, Gary Goldman, Samantha. Yes. Bean, Colin Quinn. Gary Goldman is a great guy. <laughs> Sam Morell, John Hamm, Aquafina. Mm-hmm. I want to put Tamir Goodman in there, the Jewish Jordan. I <laughs> should have a card. <laughs> <laughs> but Ben Lyons, maybe next time. Maybe next time. Are you going to be at the World Series? Is Fanatic sending you? Oh, boy. I hope so. Uh, I haven't thought. Imagine if it's you and me are there. Imagine it's Jays Dodgers. You and me in Toronto, you come to my parents' house, you're going to meet all my buddies, and then they go to Los Angeles. Home and home for both of us. That'll be perfect. I'll wear my, I'll wear my Paul Molitor MVP shirt. <laughs> I need to get a Pat Borders shirt. Pat Borders. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to scroll Quiz Daddy's closet. If there's a Pat Borders shirt, I'm buying it today. It's done. <laughs> I don't care how much it costs. You charge whatever you want. Pat Borders, I'm doing it. But yeah, in all seriousness, if people are collect, you know, you're a sports guy, so your fans must be someone on the sports spectrum. Fanatics Live is where I'm at these days. I'm doing live breaks. I'm doing a show Wednesday night with my Ginter box from 2018. We're going to break the box, look for my card. I'm going to do yeah. some big 25th anniversary shows for the 98 Yankees, that 98 nice. series, chasing Jeter rookie. So I got a lot of shows planned coming up. Fanatics Live, download the app. Go to fanatics.live. It's now you can just use the website. We're a website now. Awesome. Fanatics. Fanatics.live. And you're always posting videos. Check out Rags' Instagram. You're always posting videos. I mean, you paid for that out of pocket. People are coming in the store. You did a little bit of marketing there. I love that you did that. Did you get good feedback on that? Oh yeah, it was it was great feedback. Um, you know, will I be doing a season two? Most likely not, unless uh, <laughs> I can secure some financing. But twenty five twenty five Main Street, Santa Monica, California. You see the link on Rags' Instagram again. It's Scott Rogowski. 
Oh, there's fantastic videos here. I mean, it's, it's, especially the ones of you just ripping packs. I mean, there's even one from the Baltimore Orioles, a nod to Bill Ripken, actually. Our buddy, I see you here in the Orioles garb, we're recreating not, that garb, the flair. We're not yeah. doing that. We're not, no, we're not, we're not, do- not doing that. I just wish that Dempster and uh, Millar had gone on your show there at the All-Star game. Uh, Everybody was happy to see it. Well, Everyone we'll sees we'll, we'll, we'll get in there. Yeah. I'm so hungry right now. I'm not going to make. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's Yom Kippur. Great. I can't be. You went. You're going to go to his temple. Go atone. Atone for me. Atone yeah. for Brando. Atone, atone for Bertolucci. I need to atone for this whole enterprise here. Cody, <laughs> everybody involved. You're the man. I appreciate you always, Regs, and thanks for the review of Last Tango in Paris. Coming soon. Last Tango in how, Halifax. How many maple leaves? <laughs> oh, four maple leaves. Time Magazine called it one of the hundred greatest films of all time. Right there. But where are you putting those maple leaves? Where are you shoving them? <laughs> are you using any lubricant? Maybe maple syrup. <laughs> Rather than butter, we're going maple syrup maple, as a substitute. Maple butter. Is this a top five pig movie? Really? This is, going up there with, is it a top is five? There? Yeah. Babe. Babe, pig in the city. Oh, pig movie. Top five movie involving pigs. Oh, my God. Babe. Babe 2. This one. Yeah, it's got to be. I can't think <laughs> yeah. of it. Animal Farm? Did they make you a movie? You cheap movie? goddamn pig fucker. We, we need to do a... a, a, a Maybe for the hundredth anniversary of this film, when <laughs> when I'm in my eighties, uh, we're we're in eighties and nineties, we can recreate it at the end. We'll do a hundredth anniversary retrospective and we'll <laughs> <a> table read <laughs> with actual pigs in attendance. I mean, I couldn't imagine if we just even as a short film, I would put up my own money right now if you got it. I'm flying into Jersey. Let's go to a recreate short film, seven minutes, last tango in Halifax, and you're playing Brando. <laughs> Last tango in Secaucus. <laughs> oh, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. I love it. I hope you cut all this out. <laughs> no, you have to keep on. Cody, this was awesome. This was great. Thanks once again to Rags for joining us, especially on Yom Kippur. He's famished. Brothers in faith and fasting. Uh, I feel you. Come Ramadan. Thanks as always to everybody listening. Please support Cinephile. Go to Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe, rate, and review. Next week, I'm hoping to review Dumb Money. New film looks really funny from Paul Dano and others. And also the great Adam Amin talking about Scorsese's brilliant film, Four Years Later, The Irishman. Until then, we're counting down the days to the killers of the flower moon. And I'll see you at the movies. Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.